to discover your destiny in life, you know the Word and the Spirit of God. The Word of God gives you the depths, and the Spirit of God gives you the breadth. Welcome with me, Senior Pastor, Destiny Life Christian Center, Reverend Festus Ugu, as he brings to you the creative Word of God you need for life and destiny. It's our month of the living word the month of the living word and we've been looking at the integrity of god's word and we said when we talk about the integrity of god's word we are talking about the efficacy of the word of god the effectiveness the infallibility of god's word the reliability of god's word the unchangingness of god's word the sufficiency the truthfulness of god's word the authority the audacity of god's word the finality of God's word. Wow. That's what we're talking about. And we talk about the integrity of God's word. And we understand that the world was created by the word of God and it was sustained by the same word of God. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus said, uh, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You can see how important the word of God is to us. Jesus said that man, the makeup of man, the, the programming of man, the way God programmed man, this is God speaking to us. Telling us that, see, I understand you more than you understand yourself. That as a matter of fact, man shall not live by bread alone. Thank God bread is important. Jesus is not saying that in your meat, I mean, when he talks about bread here, he's talking about food, by food alone. So food is very important. If you, if you don't like eating food, I mean, I believe that's a disease. That's a sickness. And I tell you in the name of Jesus, that sickness whatever it is that is causing you not to just have appetite for food and all of that you just don't like food i'm not saying you should you should like food too much amen but you just don't like food there's some people like that and that, that's why they're not looking healthy I, I command that you are healed right now of that disease in the name of jesus now jesus said man shall not live by bread alone it means bread is important food is important but you cannot live a life the very life that God has called you into by just eating food alone so he said but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God look at that so you can see you cannot truly live your real life, the life that God has called you into, your destiny cannot manifest. You cannot walk in the reality of your destiny without the word of God. And somebody will say, but he says the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I told you about the transformation power of God's word, how that the word of the Lord comes out of his mouth through his prophet, uh, through his servants, and these words were written down for us and they are there in the Bible. The Bible is the word of God. So if you are going to live your life, you are going to live by the word of God, the Bible. The Bible is the word of God. The Bible does not contain the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. Hallelujah. 
That's very important. You need to say that. Oh, yes, of course, it contains the words of other people, even the words of the devil and all of that in that way. But that's the word of God. That's the word of God. And that's why the Holy Spirit is there to help us interpret the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So how will man live? By every word, every, every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. How much of the every word of God do you have? How much of the every word of God have you searched out? <laughs> he said, by every word, you know, that there's a word for the season. There's a word for every day. There's a word for tomorrow. There's a word for today. Ah, yes, the word for yesterday is not the word for today because you're living your life on a daily basis. That's why God made day and night or night and day and called the first day, uh, day, day one, you know, so, so, so. The word of God, the word of God is needed for you per day, per day, every day, every day. There's a word for you today. Yeah, this word is coming to you right now. Yeah, that's the word of the Lord coming to you. Amen. But, but there's also a word for you. You know, after you have listened to the word of God and then you sit down with God, there's, there's a word that he wants to speak to you and speak it in a special way, in a very specific way to you. That's it. Man shall not live. He's talking about you, man. So it's being very specific, personalizing it to you. You, put your name there, Festus, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. There's a story in the book of Luke chapter 10 that I will want to read out rather than say it. I just want this, uh, people to just follow this and see, you know, from the scripture, uh, uh, these stories. Luke chapter 10, after reading from verse 38, Luke 10 verse 38. He said, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Now this is talking about Jesus. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So there are two sisters here, Martha and then Mary. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Remember, now look at it here. Martha, you know, the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone. So, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. So we have two things now. We have the food and we have the word of God. We have these two playing, playing out right here <laughs> in this story. So Martha was preparing food for Jesus. And Jesus was speaking the word of God at the same time. 
So we can see, even though we are supposed to live by the two, but one is of more priority than the other. When, when, <laughs> look at it, <laughs> hallelujah, one is of more priority than the other. So, so when we put the two together, it cannot be compared. Let's watch what Jesus said. So, so Martha was doing well in the sense that she was preparing food for Jesus. I mean, you should treat your, 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 um, guest, you should treat your guest well. And that's exactly what mother was doing here. Wanted to give Jesus the best. Oh, the man of God is in the house. Oh, the Savior is in the house. So let's give him the best. And then Mary did not mind her sister mad. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and was listening to the word of God. So what happened? Verse 40, he said, but Martha was combated by much serving and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So he was expecting Jesus to rebuke Mary. I said, Mary, go and help your sister. So mother was expecting Jesus to do that. And then what did Jesus? He said, bid her therefore that she help me. What did Jesus say in verse 41? Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Kalabakaria. Jesus did not say that she is troubled about food or careful about food, but Jesus said she is careful about many things. <laughs> many things. Why is it many things? Why is it that because she's not careful about the word of God, then she's careful about many things? Though she, at that point, she was just careful about food. But Jesus classified it as being careful about many things. When you don't care about the word of God, I tell you, you're, care, you're caring about many things. It doesn't matter even if it's just one thing you're caring about. As long as it's not the word of God, it shows your, your heart is scattered. It shows that your heart is scattered all over. And then, so when your heart is scattered about many things, then your heart is not coordinated. Your mind is not coordinated. And that's what is called confusion. So to get confusion in our life is to leave the word of God. To get focus and know where to go is to prioritize the word of God above all. So what happened? Jesus made a stunning statement here. Verse 42 said, but one thing is needful. Come on, tell your neighbor, one thing is needful. One thing is needful. <laughs> So one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Glory to God. So your interaction with the word of God, your encounter with the word of God is a matter of choice. Bible says that Mary has chosen The good parts. The good part. So there are two parts and there's the good part. <laughs> and it shall not be taken away from her. 
You see, when you make the word of God your own, it can never be taken away from you. And that's why there's no circumstance in life that comes to you when you have made the word of God your own that will move you. No way. Because you know that it's just impossible for you to be moved. It's just impossible for whatever circumstance to overcome you. you because you're so worded. <laughs> the word of God has become part of you. You have become one with the word of God. You cannot live this life. You cannot fulfill your destiny. You cannot come into your full potential without the word of God. Don't tell me about the unbelievers that don't believe in the word of God and then you say, oh, they have money, they have that. But I tell you that they have not come to their full potential. Having money is not just about, it's not, it's not all that is in life. No. No, that's not it. People can have money and yet there's no joy in them. Of course, they can't even have joy. The best they can have is happiness. And yet some of them is not like they are very happy like that. There is that, there's still that uh, uh, vacuum in their life. Yeah, because the way man was created, man was created not to be sustained without the word of God. Man was created by the breath of God, which is the word of God. So that's why man cannot function well. Man cannot function to capacity without the word of God. Hallelujah. And that's why, that's why the word of God, just, just stay with it. Just stay with it. You don't feel, it's not about feeling, it's about choice. And the Bible didn't say that Mary felt like he made that choice. He said, wow. The word of God is life here in our home. Oh, let me get everything. She sat at the feet of Jesus. Shows humility. She sat with humility. A lot of people, they come to receive the word of God, but they are not receiving the word of God with humility. They are clear. I mean, okay, because you are tuned in doesn't really mean that you are married here. I'm telling you. <laughs> that you're tuned in now doesn't mean you are married. You can be matter right there. Because you're already thinking. Some people are already thinking about the food they're going to eat after this service. They're already thinking, how do we do it? How do we do it? They're already thinking, oh, there's no Maggie. There's no this one. Some are already thinking about that. You know, yeah, that's matter in action. You are muttering right there. Permit me to use that word. To get the best, you must put yourself in the position of Mary. With humility, with concentration, your mind is here receiving the word of life. Verse 41, Jesus answered and said unto her, Matter, matter, thou art careful and troubled about many things. When you come to receive the word of God, get your, get your mind off many things. And just say, Lord, I've come to receive your word. I'm here, just you and me. 
Glory to Jesus. But one thing is needful. One thing is needful. It's a need. The word of God is a need. Is a need. When the word of God, when you are full, and he said one thing when it comes to need, he said one thing is needful. Because this one thing that is needful will meet all of your needs. <laughs> so that need that you say is a need is not a need. This is the real need. Tell your neighbor, this is the need that, that gives birth, that, that, that provides for every need. <laughs> Let me tell your neighbor, this is the need that provides for every need. This is the need that provides for every need. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Jesus said, but one thing is needful. That means in the realm of need, there's just one thing. So why, why is it that there's only one thing that is in the realm of the needs? Because he takes care of other needs. The word of God. The word of God will take care of all of your other needs. So what is it that is needful in your life? You say, I need this one. I need a car. You know, I see that in the, that's a design in the heart of someone. Oh, ho, 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 ho. the word of God is bringing that car to you now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you stick with the word of God? Because it's not the car that you need. It's the word of God you need. The word of God will produce the car. Glory to God. And that word I release into your life. I give you that word that produces your car right now in the name of Jesus. You will testify in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So we can see how powerful the word of God is that we cannot do without the word of God. Our lives is so dependent on God's word. We are so wired that, that we cannot run our life without the word of God. The word of God is like the fuel of our lives. The word of God is like our, is our life indeed. And so we see how needful the word of God is in our lives. And not just that the word of God is a needful in our lives. We see the integrity of God's word. The powerfulness of God's word. The efficacy, the effectiveness of God's word. The infallibility of God's word. The reliability of God's word. The unchangingness, the sufficiency of God's word. The audacity of God's word. The word of God has the final authority. And so on Wednesday, we, we, we were looking at what do we really mean when we talk about integrity of God's word? And then we, we, we talked about two things. We talked about that the fact that the word of God is a more sure covenant, is a more sure covenant. And we mentioned that the word of God is surer than any voice speaking from heaven. A lot of people are saying, Lord, I want, if I can just hear that voice speaking from heaven, that's it. The voice of the Lord is already speaking to you through his word. So don't go and be looking for something. If not, there are times you look too much, the devil starts speaking to you. Oh, yes. The devil can speak in the realm, in the realm of the spectacular. There's a difference between the supernatural and the spectacular. There are times that God speaks to us supernaturally and spectacularly. But he always speaks supernaturally. The word of God is supernatural. So when you sit down 
in that your room and then you're studying the word of god there's a supernatural connection there's something taking place it may not be spectacular it may not be dramatic oh there are other times that as you're studying the word of god an angel comes oh that's very dramatic amen but really it really doesn't matter <laughs> it really doesn't matter whether an angel comes or not now i'll give you an example so so let me give you an example of uh, um, a miracle, and then you see the difference between between the two. So, let somebody is driving, and then an accident is about to happen, and then okay, so uh, let's say a, a a boy is just standing or just working, and then look, and then the car is about to hit the boy. And then suddenly a force pulls the boy away. And it's so clear that it was a force that because but nobody saw the force, but it pulled the boy away. I mean that's supernatural. That's supernatural. And then the same scenario, this same boy passing by, and then we suddenly see somebody wearing white, just Pull the boy away, and everybody can say, say, "Wow, that's spectacular!" Because there's an angel, you know, coming, and everybody could see how it happened. But the truth still remains the same: that a miracle is a miracle. The first one is supernatural, though not very dramatic, but it's a testimony that boy was saved. The second one, oh, there was some drama. Put to it, an angel came, everybody saw it, like wow, it was an angel that saved him. Even without us seeing an angel, we know that the supernatural hand of God saved him in the first place. So you don't need to. The result is the result of the supernatural is amazing. It's always amazing. So don't go, don't go for uh, the spectacular. There's nothing wrong. God can God can bring some spectacular manifestation that's fine but, but don't say i will not do anything until i hear a voice speaking from heaven you're going to stay for years and you will do nothing if you are waiting for a voice speaking from heaven there are some of you there's some of you that you want to get married and then you say if i don't if if i don't hear a voice from heaven or or see a dream I would not, in fact, uh, that means it's not God's will. No. There's a supernatural way that God speaks to us. That as we, as we study the word of God and the Holy Spirit is there with us, the Holy Spirit will begin to speak into our heart. There will just be that knowing. There will be that inner conviction in your heart. You just know. You just know that this is the right thing to do. And for you to get to that level of knowing, you got to have the word of God pumped inside of you, inside of your spirit. The word of God, because as you are, as you are drinking the word of God, is going deep inside of your spirit, man. And then it's affecting every part of your life, your soul, your mind, your body. Glory to Jesus. Amen. And you know what happened when the word of God gets into you? You are growing in grace. Your spirit man is already graced. But the word of God makes your spirit man to grow in grace. To move in greater grace. 
Okay, you see the difference now. <laughs> Your spirit man is perfect. Perfect, 100% perfect. But I tell you, there is the place of growing in grace. The word of God makes your spirit man to grow in grace. Grace manifestation. So how, how does it happen? How does it happen? When, when the word of God, when you pump in the word of God, because the word of God is a word of grace, you begin to see yourself manifesting greater grace. So what's happening is that your spirit man is growing in grace and then is affecting every area of your life. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So that's how it happens. Amen. Glory to God. So we see that the word of God is surer than any voice speaking from heaven. The word of God is our final authority. And then number two, we said that Jesus Christ, which is the living word, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Hebrews 13, 8, he said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. So the word of God is unchanging, is unmoving. What he says today is what he's going to say tomorrow. Is what he's going to say in 100 years. Is what he's going to say in 10 years. So why do you have to wait for 10 years to believe what the word of God is saying today? Because it's the same thing he's going to say tomorrow. Mm -hmm. he's not going to, the word of God does not change. It doesn't. As I confirmed by the covenant of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. If God says that you're healed, friends, you are healed. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you don't believe it, God is still not going to change his word concerning you. If that sickness kills that person, the person gets to heaven, you know the word of God will still not change. If you stand before God, God will say, well, you were actually healed by the, by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. But it was a choice <laughs> that you allowed the sickness to kill you. He's never going to change his word. No way he won't. He will never, never, never change his word. Hallelujah. Because of your experience, your experience will never change. God, God says, you know, that you are rich. He has given you the power to get wealth. He's not going to change his mind. If you die poor, he still will not change his word. He will just say, see, you did not align with my word. Okay, I'll give you an example. So, God says we should be holy as he is. If you choose not to live a holy life, will God now say, ah, because you did not choose to live a holy life. Well, okay, that means, okay, you don't need to be holy as I am. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That standard stands. It stands. You just didn't enter into that realm of God. <laughs> That's what it means. Hallelujah. So your experience, you will never, never use your experience to determine. You need, you need to align your experience with the word of God. You have to prove the word of God. Amen. So number three, let's go to number three now. We're looking at the integrity of God's word. Number three, the word of God is backed by God himself. It's backed by God himself. Why? Because 
There was, there's no one greater than God. In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. He swore by himself. And that's why people, some people want to understand the mystery of God. So, you know, when I was growing up, I keep asking, who created God? Yes. So, I have an inquisitor mind so i want to i mean and at times because when i so when i grew up older i mean i become a boy and then got born again those kind of things kept coming and i would start i'll, I'll be suppressing it so I, I can be asking that kind of question because of some religiosity religious religious stuff that has, we have been taught so i just like ah no 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 there's nothing wrong in 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 thinking that way you understand? <laughs> but you're going to get confused that's just the thing if you don't have the mind of christ it takes the mind of christ to know that god is the almighty god he's the one that everything came out of him everything came out of him it takes that mind of Christ. But if you limit your mind to just your natural mind, you get confused. And that's why you keep asking questions upon questions upon questions upon questions upon questions upon questions. So there's nothing wrong in asking questions, but you get the answer by the Holy Ghost. When you get the answer by the Holy Ghost, it settles it. And that's why if you're going to walk with God, you have to walk by faith. By faith, if you if you want to walk with this, your small brain with God, you're gonna miss it completely, and you get confused the more. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. <laughs> Say, surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. Did he say, surely cursing, I will curse thee? No. No, why, 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 are we, why are we preaching this kind of preaching that, that, that is going on in the church? Jesus came with the good news. For this purpose was the Son of God appeared, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Curse is the work of the devil. Poverty is the work of the devil. Why do we celebrate these things? Why do we preach these? Where do we get this message from? We said the gospel, the gospel of our Lord Jesus. What does it mean? Good news. So tell me what's good about what's good about poverty, please. Tell me. What's good about it? Yeah, some people say we are preaching prosperity. So okay, you go and preach poverty now. I don't know. Because I don't see anyone that will be on his right mind that will preach poverty. And then you say, we're preaching prosperity. What do you want me to preach? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. We preach prosperity. We preach holiness. We preach everything that God represents. Because he's a good God. He's a holy God. So we can't just keep preaching holiness and then leave the goodness of God. No way. He died. Jesus died for our holiness. He died for our prosperity. He died for our health. We will preach everything, friends. Amen. Glory to God. And we will not just preach everything. We experience everything. Hallelujah. We will live and manifest everything. That's what God stands for. And that's what we preach. The good news. Amen. 
Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Preaching the good news does not make you responsible. No, it actually makes you responsible. It makes you to walk in the reality of who God is. You see, sensually blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. God's word can never be broken. When you work by faith and you're patient, it's just a matter of time. It will surely come to pass. Verse 16, for men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. In other words, once there is an oath, when once there is an agreement that settles it, you can go and sleep. So God Himself swore by Himself for us, so that I can say, "See, see, when I say it, I mean it, and that's the end of it. That's the end of all argument." Verse seventeen says, "Wherein? Why would God do this? Wherein God willing more abundantly?" Can you see the willingness of God? <laughs> you know, one of the problems that believers have is they don't, they don't actually have pro a problem with the fact that God can do anything. They believe, oh, God can do anything. But you know what the real problem is? Is that is God willing to do the thing for me? So that's where the problem is. They begin to now like, ah, something like, oh, me? I don't mean I'm not even serious. I'm not a serious Christian. So uh, I'm not sure God will, will to will want to do that kind of a thing for me. And that's the reason why a lot of people go to men of God to pray for them. It's not because they understand the principle of the flow, the flow of the anointing. No. It's because they believe that God will answer the prayer of the man of God than their own. That's the reason they do that. <laughs> that God is more willing to answer the prayer of the man of God than their own prayer. That's the reason most of them do that. But they, do, they, don't, they, they are not doing it out of revelation. There's a place of, of the flow of the anointing through the laying of hands. And uh, of course, uh, uh, the, through the authority upon, uh, upon the church, the authority God has placed on the, uh, on the church. So, but when you when you go without understanding, you are missing the point. Hallelujah! <laughs> oh, glory to God! Verse seventeen, wherein God willing, not just willing, more abundantly. You could have said, willing to show unto the hairs. You, I mean, I would have said that. <laughs> willing to show. But the word of God says, willing, and he could have said, willing more to show. He didn't stop that. He said, willing more abundantly to show unto the heads. Who are the heads? Us. The heads of the promise. The immutability of his counsel. Confounded by an oath. Oh. The immutability of his counsel. What's God's counsel concerning you? Is that healing? Is God's counsel for you? Divine health is God's counsel for you. 
Prosperity is God's counsel for you. Walking in dominion, living a life above sin is God's counsel for you. And he says, so that you know, you know that that I am I'm backing this with everything that I have. He swear by himself. Whatever it is that God says in his word, he means it. Not just for the church, but for you. Hallelujah. He's talking to you. If you are the one reading that Bible yourself, whether I'm the one saying you should read it, but once you begin to read it, then that word is for you. Because you are ahead of the promise. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show under the heads of the promise the immutability of his counsel. Immutability means the unchangingness of his counsel. Why would God emphasize the unchangingness of his counsel? Why? Because he knows that man can change. <laughs> he knows that man can flip in their feelings. Now they are, they are so like, yes, I'm feeling great. And then I'm not feeling great. He knows that. So he wants to say, see, 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 I will not change my plan, my purpose for you, no matter what. If you like, just go astray. But if you come back, once you come back and then you say, Lord, I'm ready. He said, I'm still here for you. I will cast this to manifest in your life you will work with me glory to god is <laughs> someone been blessed this morning oh thank you thank you for your word wherein god willing more abundantly this is this is just too much willing god is willing to prosper you more than you think. This is some, some people die before their time and then they say, God gives and then God takes. No, that's very religious. That's, that does not line up with the new covenant. And at times, you know, you know when, you, when, when, when you're in this kind of a place, when this kind of a thing happens, and then you want to say the truth, and thank God, I mean, some people are getting so bold, you know, to say the truth now. You know, in those days, when you want to say the truth, that see, see, this is not God's will, but it happened. I mean, there's nothing wrong in saying that, that this is not God's will. Why would we need to say the truth? So that others can know, can understand that if the devil comes attacking you and wants to take your life before your time, you stand your ground and say no to the devil. Yes. Hallelujah. But when you give people the impression God gives and then God take, take it away, why are they quoting? They are quoting uh, the, the words of Job. It's the words of Job. It's not a revelation from Job. Job just missed it completely. Because if you look at the story of Job, you know it wasn't God that took his children. No, he wasn't. It was the devil. <laughs> so Job missed it. And the reason, the reason he kept missing it there was because that was his mindset. He thought it was God that was taking his children. So he was fine with it. Because if it was God, how can you fight God? You can't fight God now. And the reason a lot of believers are going through what they're going through today 
They believe that, oh, this is poverty is God's will for them. That's what they believe. They believe not having enough is God's will for them. And so they can't stand against it. But I mean, why would you want to pray against what is God's will for you? And yet they say, they say sickness, eh, maybe it's God's will for me. And yet you are using, you are using Panadol and you are using a drug. Why would you use drug? Eh? You are fighting God's will and you say sickness is God's will for you. So if you know that sickness is God's will for you, then, then just stay there. Don't use anything. Don't try to fight the sickness. So you can see how human beings are confusing themselves. And nobody is saying, if you want to take drug, take drug. But understand this is not God's will for me. Sickness is not God's will for me. And then you stand your ground that even as you are taking the drug, you are confessing the word of God, using the word of God because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. Bread alone can represent at times for depending on your level of faith. Bread alone can represent the drug you're taking. Yeah, fine. You understand? But, but if you make mistake and depend on that drug, you are, you are done with I'm telling you, I don't know why I'm saying this. And I believe that's a word for someone there. You stand your ground. Stay in the word of God. The word of God is the medicine to your body. Kalabasunteria. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, can you just lift up your hand and just pray in tongues if you can? If you cannot, just worship the King of Kings. As we begin to round up, Arusha, Menda Cleto Syria, Ibranikisha, Neglada Hantu, Zinehendra Hatizifrei, Haklushti, Banektik Dush, Taglede Gudia Neshanta, Brenehendros Tiktia, Liprokitia Negdush, Tagrenia Hando, Brenehengladisha, Kando, Fredia Degadishti, Mengladishti, Ibranegadishti, Branehengladus, Branehendra Tisento, Thank you, Lord. Nakarisha Padia. Imbranegadish Teglede Mandre Hetus Nikishta. Ratu Safa Gedele Surya. Ne Endro Nehendra Tuzi. Indregatikatirubush and Regadishte. Indregade Hendro Menegdishte. Indramenangle Mangladesha. Rakatuzi. Ropedia. Rosikidia Lishata. Mangalishata. Hayabaria. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Let's read from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Proverbs 4:20. Proverbs 4:20. He said, My son, attend to my words, incline an ear unto my saints. Talking about the word of God. <laughs> Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Verse 22. For they are life. Come and say life. They are life unto those that find them. The word of God is found. You find the word of God. In other words, it means you search out the word of God. The word of God is a hidden treasure that needs to be searched out. The word of God is the kingdom of God. That's like the parable of the kingdom of God. Where Jesus talked about the parable of the kingdom of God as, as a treasure that was hidden. And then, and then that man was searching and then searching and searching and found it. And after founding it, went and sold his belongings to be able you know, to, to, to buy that treasure. 
Glory to God. It shows how treasure, I mean, the, the treasure, how, how powerful, how great the treasure of the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God. So the word of God represents the kingdom of God there. So it says, my son attend to my words. He said, for their life, I saw it for their life on those that find them and hurt to all their flesh. Glory to God. They are medicine to all their flesh. You take the word of God <laughs> into your life and that, and that's, that sickness will disappear. It doesn't matter if the doctor said it's a terminal case. The word of God will sort it out. You just need to apply the word of God on a daily basis unto it. You take the word of God as medicine. And that version says it's medicine to your flesh. Just like you take your, I mean, your medicine. You take the word of God. You take the word. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. You understand? So, so it's not a saying, you know, if you take medicine. It's not. It's not. But it becomes a big problem when you depend on it. The man shall not live by bread alone, by natural things alone, but by every word. So, so that's, that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You must turn the word of God into the speak, spoken word in your mouth. And then it will begin to produce in your life. Just as you, on a daily basis, you take that medicine, you take the word of God. As your medicine. That's the real medicine. Glory to Jesus. And if you get at that level where, where you, you, your faith can handle it. And you don't have to take any medicine at all. Then you absolutely 100% depends on God's word. Of course when you take medicine. That, that doesn't mean you are not depending 100% on God's word. But it depends on how the revelation that you have. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me, let me finish this Hebrews 6, and then we, we just wrap it up there. Uh, I thought I could, I could really go down, but no problem. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Verse 17 says, Wherein, that's Hebrews 6, 17, Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of the promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an Verse 18, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, not just consolation, but a strong one who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. When you, when you get into the word of God, you have entered into refuge, into a, into, into, into a safety, into that protection, into that assurance, to a strong consolation. God backs his word. And this word we're talking about is the Bible. That Bible in your hand is as powerful as you make it, so to speak. When I say make it, it's in the sense that if you go into it and see the power of God, and you spend time with the word of God, then you begin to see the result. You begin to see the result. So what would you do today? Make up your mind and spend more time with the Word of God. 
That's what you need. One thing is needful, the word of God. It will take care of other needs in your life. Thank you for listening to this message. We know you have received the word that will launch you to greater heights. Please share your testimonies with us through email to info at dlcc.org.ng. Call us or chat with us on 0803-288-7871. Best of all, come worship with us at 27 Shonola Street, Ogba, Aguda, Laos. For more information on our worship time and programs, please visit www.dlcc.org.ng. Like us on Facebook at Destiny Life Christian Center. Follow us on Twitter at DLCC Lagos. Follow us on Instagram at DLCC underscore Lagos. Remember, you are deeply loved, you are highly favored, you are greatly graced, you are marvelously helped, you have a great destiny, and you are fulfilling it.